Venmo Me Beer Money, The McRib, and Funeral Funnies. All of this on this episode of Brilliant Observations. Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to... Are you sitting? I think you are. Welcome back to our 100th episode. I am here today with Amy and John once again to share joy and pain. Pump it up, pump it up. Sunshine and rain. Keep it going, keep it going. How are you guys? Nothing worse than a white lady rapping. (laughs) Unless it's a present. Unless it's a present. He might be right. He might be right. Maybe a little right for something. So 100 episodes, guys. Right? How about that? That is the cutest! (laughs) Oh. Oh, that was good. Either it proves that we just don't know when to quit, or or, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, is that what you're going with? (laughs) Hey, how are you guys doing? Better. Good. Uh, I'm, today, I start my 58th year of life on this planet. Oh, my gosh. That's not possible. 58? Believe Come that. Come on. Today I don't believe it. is Jamingo's 58th birthday. Let's all take a moment and wish Johnny a happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love it. It's awesome. I know. It's crazy. This June, I will be out of high school 40 years. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. 40 years. Insane. Right? Absolutely insane. It's like there's sometimes there's things now where I've done longer than I haven't done. You know, like in other words, now I have driven a vehicle longer than I have not driven a vehicle. It took me 17 years to drive. (laughs) Right. And then I've been driving for whatever that is minus my forever. I'm not doing podcast math, but I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, I've been out of school now longer than I was ever in school. Right. It's crazy. These are the things that you think about when you're old and you're contemplating your death. Mm-hmm. So what do you remember about school? I mean, do you have a memory? Like, are you losing? No, I mean, I have memories of school and, you know, memories of going to college and memories. You know, I have memories of all that stuff. The weirdest thing about high school and all this was how did we do it? There was no cell phones. You always had to carry change in your pocket. You knew where all the pay phones were the, those little slates with all the broken chalk the straps for your book the the horse-drawn carriages all i'm like what right. the fuck are you talking about <laughs> how old are you uh, <laughs> the no, one room teasing. schoolhouse no i'm just teasing and the funniest part is somebody here posted a high school memory photograph it was it was like a little rhyme we did this we did that we're the class of whatever class they were and it was something in the 80s the early 80s and it was a photograph of easily 20 people every single one of them had a cigarette and a beer and these were high school kids and and then the next hashtag was you know high school before the internet (laughs) yeah because it was friday and saturday night there was always a place to go to a bonfire there was always beer I never yeah. smoked or anything like that. So, yeah. but there was always beer and yeah, and you always went to a bar. And that's where everybody hung out. It was like we uh, had a smoking court at my high school. We had a sanctioned place for students who smoked at my high school. They used to in our high school. Definitely. They used to smoke in the in the boys' room. Mm-hmm. 
And if you had to go to the bathroom, if you walked in, you smelled like a cigarette for the rest of the day. Oh my Is that God. where so that song to, came from? I guess. So then I, I would run to the gym and use the, the bathroom in the gym because there was no smoking there. So I come in and the gym teacher, who was a big, giant jerk off, He'd say, what are you doing in here, Buchanan? I said, I got to use the bathroom. He goes, it's, oh, it's stuck gym time. I said, I'm not going in there where it's all smoked up. I have to, you know. Take I have a- to smoke up your bathroom. I'm a gentleman. Right. I have to stink up I'm a gentleman, your- coach, you dirtbag. Yeah, I'm-, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to come in there and destroy your bathroom. So, <laughs> no doubt. And he's like, you, you get out of here. And I'm like, I just ran right in. And he came in and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, what? What? I had a second grade. Sorry. Too late now. Yeah, it was too late now. I dropped it already. I dropped half of it. I'm not stopping now. I had a second grade memory yesterday with my kids. I said, I remember so clearly sitting next to George Lee. I can't tell you my last name half the time, but out of nowhere, the brain is truly amazing. I remember sitting next to George Lee, I think in second grade, as he took his little safety scissors and Christy Gettys, people whose names I have not heard since second grade, um, he cut her ponytail off. It was like a horse ponytail. She had this George. mane in the back of it. And you know, with safety scissors, it's not snip. It's hack and hack and hack. He was a super cute little Asian boy sitting next to me. The cutest kid ever. So at for fun, we're watching TV. Like the, I don't know how the four of us were in the family bed yesterday. They'll kill me for mentioning that. And I was like, oh, I opened up Facebook and I typed it. How many George Lees do you think there are? A billion. A, a bi- at least a billion. I typed George Lee search and up pops his face. He's the only one in there. And I, it's maybe because we share a high school. We share like maybe the algorithm said this must be the one for for. Did you use looking. the keyword search scissor incident? <laughs> Scissoring. It gave me a totally different uh, website. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> totally know. different. Woo. Uh-uh. But uh-uh. I, I just like the way your brain works and the, how that just ran into my head. And I thought, I wonder, you know, do you do you apologize for cutting somebody's like two foot ponytail off? And then my kids were like, why didn't she move? Why did she just sit there and bob her head around while somebody was sawing away at the back of her head? And I said, the way I remember it, it's just so surreal. But I wonder, because John, you're like nine, nine years older than I am. Nine, ten. How nine? old are you? Old enough. I'm old enough to know better. But... I can't count. I'm not going to know. You know my age. Subtract from your age. He said it. Right. No, so... you're older than nine. Lot, yeah. Nine, that, I don't know maybe how old 19. you are. I know how old I am. I think I'm 14 years older than you. Yeah, you're 14 years older than I am. Let's go with that, which is why I remember second grade so well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My memories are gone. I don't know where I'm putting anything, but George Lee, I see you cutting Christy Getty's hair off like it was yesterday. Anybody else remember that? (laughs) Well, memories are a weird thing. I think if it's uh, something that's traumatic, if it has an emotion attached to it. Or music. How about that? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it's so interesting because like you last weekend, I can't believe it, this was my week to go to a funeral oh. and the music was killing me. 
Music. They had, yes, they had, it was a celebration of life and they had, there's um, a local recording artist here. We have quite a few actually. She came and performed. It was not like, let's all stand and sing this song. So she came and performed. And then when she was done, it was my friend, Rachel's husband who passed and he passed of cancer and it was not a surprise. So there was a lot of time leading up to this. She, so Rachel gets up to say her words and she says, oh, that's just so meaningful to me because that was our wedding song. And thank you, you know, Laurelyn for coming and playing that that force because you played it at our wedding and I'm going and then they we walked out to we all were supposed to stand and sing let it be and then in the end they made it acapella and the whole time this is where I'm going with the music I'm thinking to myself you have just killed the best musical memories that you have why are you doing this it's a funeral you should be picking out like the Macarena and I don't know what's the world's worst song that no, you never you want to hear it. again the Macarena. <laughs> that was it you nailed it first shot you nailed that's it. that's what I want at my funeral I want the world's worst baby shark music. that's what we're gonna so sing the at baby your funeral. fucking shark <laughs> she is dead do to do to do <laughs> Amy's dead do to do to do yes that's the one that's it I'm in yeah she's dead <laughs> what did your friends date want to play my friend's date we're back to melissa what friend no no your friend whose whose husband died her yes. date that her date <gasps> you shut up she wasn't bringing a date to <laughs> that funeral. Is he t- oh you're just a, i didn't even get it it was so mean we That's did have a discussion terrible. in a prior episode we are at 100 now but i do remember we had a discussion of how long would it take you if you lost your spouse to start dating and i, I think s- i was here for that one i said something like Two years before I'd think about it, and John said he'd bring a date to the funeral. I remember that I was sitting, uh, and and I was a listener then, haha, full circle, and I was rapidly typing into the stupid Facebook to try and get your attention. I forget what Jessica's response were, but I was, but I kept saying to you, "You're not ever going to replace Stewart. You're just not. Who's going to pick up all the dog shit? No one. No one will. Who's going to put up with your crazy?" No one. Well, what's funny is tonight, this afternoon, Stuart was on a conference call. Total serious doctor bullshit, whatever he does. <laughs> whatever he does that feeds our fucking family and canines. Um, and he hits, I see him hit mute on his iPhone. And then I hear, good poopy. Who's a good boy who goes poopy outside? What a good poopy, frankly, good boy. Then he hits mute again. He goes, Yes, I could bring that to the meeting. That's fine. And he all of a sudden got serious again. Exactly. After he muted the conversation to cheer for a shit that my dog took and then went back to, you know, talking about saving lives, like that kind of thing. So you're right. Who who else in the world would ever put up with? When when they told me to go to the emergency room, I almost drove up to where his emergency room was. Because at least I knew I was going to get the straight straight scoop. I should have went. I would do it. I would do it. The me, guy that a, the wait, the guy that the, the guy that waited on me, the doctor that saw my me waiter, the, yeah, the, <laughs> my waiter, the doctor that saw me in the emergency room. I wasn't sure if he was there to see me or to take an uh, unimpact a horse's colon. I mean, <laughs> oh, they were dressed the same way. I was like, God. dude, are you here to fix the heater or are you a doctor? Oh, you know something that no. makes a difference. Doctors need to be dressed a certain way oh. because this guy comes strolling in, and I was like. Really? You're the doctor? Where am I in Korea in 1950? Did he have a toolbox? Why do you say that? I, was he in like a full body condom? What? Yeah, he was just like in a, <laughs> not even a button down shirt. It was like, wasn't a t-shirt, but it was a pullover, three button, maybe like a polo, not even. 
That's a Henley. And yeah. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you too. Aim. I just wanted to say. Don Henley? Do, yeah. I just wanted to say, do a quick mark. I've, are you hearing an echo? Are you okay? No, I'm here fine. Everything's fine. I think you're All great. right. All right. Super roll. My sister's, uh, what do you call it? Gynecologist. Again. I can't remember what they're called. The one with the babies where they're coming out. He would dress. You know, he would dress for all his mothers. So he would show up in his bullshit in, for a normal visit. But when it's time to give birth, he would put on a suit underneath really? his nonsense. No, Every he would time. not. Every fucking time with a tie, a suit. And he said, I dress for all my mommies. Really? Uh, why? Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I, I see, it's an event. Know. I think. Oh, it's, it's nice. an event, I, all right. Yeah, but the baby daddy is there in a tank top with cut off shorts, and yeah. the obstetrician's wearing a fucking suit. He's well, going to court. Getting, that guy's going to court. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> uh, like I said, my first daughter, the doctor says to me, "Do you want to catch her?" And I Ugh. said, "No, that's not no, what I, I do. I fix elevators." I said, you. you want me to fix an elevator? I'll do that. Catching a baby, that's your job. I made the baby. You get it out. Right. That's it. We're done. That's why your malpractice is a billion jillion dollars. Right. They're like, do you want to cut the cord? Again, your job. I won't make you recable the elevator. The, that sounds like fun. Like not, not to me, doing the cord, but not no. catching the baby. That's why their malpractice is so bad. Stuart delivered his first baby in residency, and he came home, and he had a look on his face. I said, what, what happened? He said, I delivered a baby today. I said, well, Aww. that's amazing. How was it? He goes, they are fucking slippery. I'm like, oh, yes, my God, did are. you drop a baby today? Well, not only that. It's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not the baby, baby thing that happens. It's like the baby comes out, and then this deluge of liquid that follows the baby that's right that scares the shit out like when i saw that hit the when it came out i was like whoa 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 what's that you know because i'm that's not ready the for demon that soul yes. <laughs> that's i'm not ready for the, any of that mm-hmm. you know i i might have you know i might have thrown the baby that's why it's like no no i'll stand i'll stay up here and have her try to rip my fingers apart you catch the baby super mm. slippery super slippery he was yeah. a little nervous. And then you're wearing those gloves. He's like, if I right. didn't have to wear gloves, it wouldn't have been as slippery. I'm like, and it would have been much grosser for everyone. I was going to do that. I would want two first baseman mitts. Nice big. Uh, <laughs> the big one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, it's gross. Um, my girlfriend, who's a labor and delivery nurse, she's going through it right now. And we had a conversation about, you said about Stuart, like starting over. She wants to, she's potentially going through a breakup right now. And she said, I don't want to start over. So at- Is she having a baby? No, a breakup with her partner. She's having a- So does she, I said, can I make you a Tinder account? Like somebody who's been married in uh, two days, I will be married for 20 years. What the what? Happy marriage to you. Happy anniversary. Melissa's married. Do, 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 do. She is married. Do, 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 do. Yeah. There's always that. Right. All right. So she's going, she's just, she broke up. She's, well, they live together. So it's kind of a, an awkward thing. Are they still living together? It happened yesterday. So it, yes. It's Um, still new. They might get back together. They might. But you know, when you have friends and you tell them how you feel and you're like, uh, I'll uh never do that. You don't do that. And then they get back together and you're like, Oops. And then you're the asshole. <laughs> and then you're the asshole. Aim, did that nope, happen to you? Nope, nope. Oh, a hundred times. But I'm not the asshole because here's the gosh darn, the God's honest truth. 
every single time, you are my friend first. Your relationship comes after whatever we got. So it's my responsibility as your friend to slap you twice on the face and say, what the fuck are you doing? And if you still want to do it, then I'm all in. It was like you and that fucking yeah, dog. That's what you I'm did to me. I'm the only one that said to you, look at dope. This is not for you. This is some super, this is next level stupido. What you're doing, you have to stop I didn't it. even waste it's my addicted. breath. Nope, I did it. I did it and I pushed hard and I went for a day pushing hard. And then she said, and I was like, all right, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Three different women, what two of whom are still married. I told them. But one before the wedding, I said, look it, I got to give you some intel. Um, I don't know how this is going to go down for us, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about this man for you. I've, I've got some insider information. and I just want to make sure you have it. And you know what she said? Thank you very much. I do have that insider information. I'm so glad you told me and didn't keep it to yourself and trusted and rah, 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 and they're still married and they kind of make everybody fucking sick. So how's that work? How's that work for you, um, right? Yes, but my fear is... But these are also super tight friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not the neighbor. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I just really feel like if if he does stay, she's going to be like, yeah, Melissa told me to end this. <laughs> she told me that she would start a Tinder account for me because the last time I fucking dated... I mean, you couldn't open up a phone and right. get ass. Like that's not how dating worked. You had yeah. to you had to put on jeans, boots, and a bodysuit, and you had to bring yourself out to the deer park, and you had to, you know, drink. <laughs> you <had> to, <laughs> and then you had to say, "All right." I mean, you had to you had to work it. You had to. <laughs> that was back when no didn't really mean no. Well, there was, no meant there maybe. Was, there was always consent, and it had to be it had to be given. Uh, but there were also some, there was encouraged consent in the form of lots of too much drinking that right. the, that the women did themselves. Right. So, you know, right. I'm speaking for me as the women and planned on doing, Hey, I'm going to go get all liquored up and then hopefully not knocked up. I mean, that was a, that was a thing. I mean, not for me, I would never do that, but you know, right. I had, I had friends. So, so the thought of starting over makes me queasy. But but helping somebody else start over, I'm all in. Like I I want to. I told you I want to start that Tinder account. I want to start swiping. <laughs> I want to start swiping for someone else. My cousin came to me this week for dating advice, and it's about what he wants, not about what's good for him. So then, oh, so no. I start telling him, no, this is not a good idea. This will end horribly. This wait, is wait, is terrible. this our bad advice segment? Is this our new segment it, called it bad could advice? Be. It could Can be. we help you? Oh, let's not help. Let's not so, help. <laughs> yeah, he's he was he's kind of sort of dating someone on the it, it's a physical relationship, but they're not really dating. It's just like a friends with benefits yes, thing. That's called. Fun. So he met one of her friends who he likes better, and he's trying to figure uh -oh. out how he can gracefully the dump the can't, one and make the no. switch. I said, you can't make the switch. You can't do that's good advice. You can't make the switch. Right. And he keeps telling me, well, what about this? And, you know, nope. geez, we're not really. And I'm like, no. Nope. And then he starts. So then he starts attacking me, and I'm like, hey, dude, you asked me. I didn't ask you. I said, or, you, go ahead. I said, I dare you to try this. I dare you to try this because when this crashes and burns, it will. I told you. I said, I will have a nice button that says, I told you. And you will wear that button for 24 hours. I'm a dope. Is this a young, no, is this a young squire? What? Yes. Oh, stop it. No. no. Yes. 
So no. the answer is if you must, if you feel like this is your soulmate, here's the bad advice. If you feel like this second person, this friend of your current girlfriend is your soulmate, you break up with the girl you're currently seeing and you take out a calendar and you wait 60 days. You 60? let those, you let two months pass, 60 days. If this is your soulmate, what's the difference? Yeah, but what if the two are still friends? She's not going to – again, he's thinking about him. He's not thinking about them. That's the problem. Well, if she also feels that he is her soulmate in two months when this other girl has kind of licked her wounds and gone through a couple of cycles of, I don't know, haagen read maybe swiping they, they, left. Listen, it's not even that. It's every couple weeks they scratch an itch. And then it's over. It's not like it's a big thing. But I'm just telling you that whenever you try to – I never, ever dated a friend's ex. Never. I have. That's a rule. Oh, I will I not do that. No. Because it's – I wouldn't have want it I done dated, to me. I don't mean dated. I mean scratch an itch. <laughs> <laughs> Same itch scratching. Uh-oh. I understand what you're saying. But I'm just saying I would never do that. I would never do that to a friend. What if and I wouldn't was- want a friend to do it to me either. What if it was the end of college, I mean, the year, and no. everybody went home, Doesn't and matter, you didn't no. go home, and you were the only two people it felt like on earth? No. The answer's no. Are you sure? Be- yes. <laughs> no. Are you sure the answer's no? Um, um, it's, it's always no. For me, it is. I don't, yeah, because I don't okay. think it's appropriate to, if it's a friend of yours. Right, I hear and, what you're saying, and we're mature adults now, and it sounds like he's more mature than we are. I've had this ever since I've been dating. I've never, ever dated. You didn't immaturely just get run overrun by hormones and say, I know you dated so-and-so last, but no. I've got to get it. I got to get in on that. No, and I actually had chances where a, a friend of mine broke up with his girlfriend. It was a longtime girlfriend. He was dating someone else, and we ran into each other somewhere, and we went out, and I thought we were going out as friends. And she's like, "How do you, you know, what do you think so-and-so is going to say when – he finds out we're dating, and I'm like, we're not we're dating. dating? <laughs> yeah, I said, we're not dating. I, I just found out we were dating. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. All right. So, dear listeners, here's our here's our bad advice. John says, absolutely not. Look away. Run the other way. And I say, give it enough time and, and everybody moving on. If this is your soulmate, it could possibly be that you met the right person for you in a weird, roundabout sort of way. So it is possible that, you know, you've seen couples who've been friends forever switch partners or, I mean, it doesn't happen what? a lot. What? Maybe it was what? just what? that, maybe it was just in that one porn, but I'm hey. just saying if things happen and you don't Did always you order know. A pizza? <laughs> it's Timmy from next door. I'm here to fix the toilet. Do you know on my Facebook page, it says I know nine people who have birthdays today? What? Really? No. I never really met anybody that has the same birthday as me. Nine people. Wow. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Is one of them George Lee. <laughs> George Lee. I don't know. When it's... So my kid said, are you going to friend him? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no hair cutter. There's yeah. hair cutter. <laughs> There's no God, reason to friend Lee. that man. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, How so funny I'm, would it be if you looked up his ox- occupation and it was uh, he he cut hair now? Stylist. Oh, George. <laughs> um, did he? I think he was in finance. Oh, uh, but yeah, or maybe he's like a vasectomist. What do they call those? 
urologist probably. I was like, what, a vasectomist? <laughs> What's a vasectomist? Oh, you know, when, they, when you get vaccinated. That's what I used what to call it. Call I, would, them? I would always get sir. vaccinated. If, it, if I was getting one, I'd call him sir. Doctor. Oh. All right. Well, if you want one, I do have I do a listener. No, I don't really contact. want one. No, not you, birthday boy. You can keep all that you have. I meant a listener actually wrote me asking for some bad advice. Oh. So if you would like to hear some bad advice. Sure. Bring it on. Well, I should say, if you would like to hear a request, you can give the bad advice. It says, Dear Melissa, Amy, and John, my neighbor's dog likes to poo in my yard. I don't like my neighbor, so we don't really talk much. And I don't have a dog. How can I stop this shit literally? Signed, Neighborhood Watch. I have a very easy way of doing this. Are you going to collect it and put it on their doorstep? No. Does it involve the NRA? (laughs) Or any of its members? (laughs) No. Oh, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) That better not be the dog. That doesn't count as bad advice. That doesn't count as bad advice. Well, I mean, the dog has to come over and shit in your yard? I would be fuming. I, honestly, what I would do is I would I would collect the poo, and then I would take it and I would I would put it in the back seat of the person's car. Right, because that's probably easier than having a conversation with a human about. Well, if they don't get along. <laughs> well, it, it's well, it says I don't like my neighbor. Yeah, so yeah, you go. Yo, okay, I guess you're right. So I guess I guess there is no. Maybe they could throw every it? time. Here's what I would do. This is actually good advice. Oh, so then it's every the wrong time segment. the dog comes over and shits in my yard. I go right. out with a spoon. I take a nice spoonful of shit. I go over to their car and I put it right underneath the door handle. So when they reach <laughs> for the door handle, they get shit on their hand. Oh my god! You every, are like a Twitter god. Every time. All right, this troll. way, they say, "Why? Who's putting shit on mine?" I go, "Oh, I was just taking your dog's shit that's in my yard, and I was giving it back to you. You don't like it. I don't like cleaning it up." So every time your dog shits in my yard, you better bring a hanky out here to clean off your door handle. Well, it, my Lord, my God. Isn't there something like an air horn? Would that be too mean to the dog? I feel... No. That's, that's not an air Wrong horn. Wrong crowd. I feel like the appropriate answer is a letter in the mailbox that says, I'm sure you're not aware because you would you would not let it happen if you knew that on numerous occasions... I have found you. I've seen your dog. It's not my dog. I have seen your dog evacuating on my lawn, and I would like this to stop. I'm sure you're not aware of it because I know you would not let it happen. So if you could just come and do the cleanup and make sure he stays on your property, that would be fantastic. I love the way you think. I love the way you think, John, because yours is devious, but it still requires so much personal effort and the touching of the poo. Melissa's is very thoughtful, but it's still this really long, I've got to craft a letter. And where my brain goes is, why don't I just take a picture of the dog taking a deuce in my yard and then put up those wanted sign posters? Have you seen this dog? And it's a picture of the dog in your yard pooping and you can make everyone else be angry at the dog. Shame that neighbor. Shame that neighbor. That's a new segment. Shame Mm. that neighbor. Shame that neighbor. (laughs) Anyway, well, clearly we all have lots of bad advice to go around because I don't think any of this solves it. So, dear listener, you're on your own. We gave you three different choices of bad advice. You are welcome to choose from those three options. Or the next time you see your neighbor outside, you just go, have your dog stop shitting in my yard. The talking approach. 
40 years ago in school, that's how we would have handled it. With your right. leather strap on your books. Or I thought John was going to say, go over and take a shit on their yard. <laughs> that's oh, just, that seemed well, like a John response in my head. That's right. I thought it's he was less, going. It's less work. It's, it's not as crafty as the under the handle, but it is less work. Yeah. yeah. It's just, the one, just the once and done. It's something you're doing anyway, so you might as well it's do impactful. it. It's impactful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea of taking a picture of the dog doing it, but then also putting the note in the mailbox that says, I'm sure you're not aware. I just wanted to bring this to your attention. Not a fan. Try to keep your dog in your own yard. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Because it seems like a Christmas time conversation. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That that dog would be history. Okay, John. Yes. I'm afraid to ask. Uh-oh. We are also, as we hit 100 episodes, we are going to really divide these segments more clearly because I have a gift of Amy who can sing and jingle better than Uh-oh. better than most. Um, and I feel like there is a story around a McDonald's treat that is seasonal um, that you would like to share with us. So the podcast, I shake my head with Lisa and Sam. Lisa is a Love big it. fan of of the McRib sandwich. Hey, how's she doing, by the way? She's getting better. Wow, great. I forget what it is. I think it's 60-40 or 70-30, but she's on the 70 side of the 70-30. Oh, that's so great. Lisa, if you are still or at all or ever were a listener, we are thinking about you and and excited for your quick, quick, quick recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get back to my story. So anyhow. <laughs> are either of them going to She Podcast Live? No. So... Uh, the McRib hasn't been to Canada in forever, and apparently the McRib is coming to – it's coming to New Jersey. It's here. It's here somewhere. It's here. It's here. Right. <laughs> the diarrhea. They have here. an app that's called the McRib Locator. Stop. So you can you – you, you put your zip code in and it tells you the closest McRib sandwich. The closest McRib sandwich here to here is 23 miles away. Am I driving 23 miles for a McRib sandwich? You? No. Yes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not that big of a I would drive 23 miles away from a McRib sandwich. Well, That's how she seems, not... So Sam is going to be here on Wednesday. Oh. And Lisa, for some crazy reason, wants us to go track down a McRib sandwich. Right. And she wants Lisa to try it. I mean, she wants Sam to try it. And Sam doesn't want any of it. She doesn't want any part of it. Because it's not real ribs. It's some kind of pork-like product. I don't even think it's meat. Maybe. It's something, <laughs> and it's it's got a sauce. So it's how far... that dog that shit on your lawn one too many times. Yeah, so, I mean, if it was at the McDonald's that was near here, I would go get one, you know? Well, well. I'm but not here's driving where I take 23 exception. miles. But you are. Come on. I this don't is think where I, I am. T- I take exception because now it's like a little lover's holiday. It's an adventure. You're going to go find out what really is in those pretend An bones adventure in the is, a, is a drive to a nice place. Yes. Well, you know, you know. Not, not to McDonald's to get a McRib sandwich. What town? Hey, what I like town the way. Is it? It's I actually like in Hors- Horsham, PA. Oh, oh, it's by me. Yes. Huh. Good old Horsham. <laughs> Maybe it's Horsham bones that are in there. <laughs> huh. Right. Huh. Them Horsham bones. Oh, the McRib. How long is she so here? Sad. She's going to be here for a week. All right, so I come back on Sunday from She Podcast Live, and Monday I'll meet you there. Yeah, I don't. Th- I told you I'm not driving for. Yeah, right. I hear you. Fan. I wouldn't do it either for sketchy food. For an adventure, there's very little I won't do, but not for a McRib. That's I know. gross. 
It's gross. It's not it's not going to be worth it. So today I decided I took the whole day off today. I didn't do any work. I figured, oh, good for you. Yeah. So one of the things I did right before I came here was I said, you know, my truck needs to be vacuumed out. So I'm going to go to the car wash mm. and I'm going to vacuum out the car. At the car so I pull up and the first thing I see is it's a dollar twenty five for mm. three and a half minutes of vacuuming. You better hurry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm thinking to myself, it's kind of a lot of money. So I take the quarters and I, I'm pushing them in and it gets, I put in five quarters and nothing doesn't start up, doesn't do anything. It's just nothing. So there's no thing to push for the coin to return. Makes it even more expensive if it doesn't work. Right. So now I'm like, <laughs> right. damn, now what? So I kind of bang it a couple times and nothing. So I was like, oh, how about that? So now I go because I've got a lot of quarters in the, well, what's called the ashtray. I call it the coin carrier. So I pull up to the next one. I put in four coins. And as I put the last one in, it just keeps spitting out, spitting out, spitting out. So now I got $1.25 in the one, a dollar in the other one, and no vacuuming. I'm following you to the slots. That's what I know. Because <laughs> so, that's not how this works. Right. You're supposed to put the thing in, get the service. That's the number one rule. Prostitutes, everything. You pay, I you say get. who? I was I so mad who? that I wanted to get a sledgehammer and beat that oh. thing into a piece of scrap metal. Was there no oh, human there who honey. could help you? There's nobody there. It's one of those ones where you just pull in, you put money in it, and it, you just vacuum. There's nobody there. I can't go inside. It's a car wash. It's one of those car wash, coin-operated oh, wow. car washes. Okay. So and then I so then I so the second one I give it I get a hold of it and I really put my shoulder into it and I start rocking it and I I'm trying to rip it off of the concrete slab that it's on and I got Whoa. it moving, rocking pretty good, but I can't rip it off of there. And then I thought to myself, I'll probably end up paying a thousand dollars because I broke this thing because I got a dollar because so a dollar stuck in it. Just a note for you, when there are no humans working there, there are video cameras fucking uh, everywhere. It, so what it's going to look like, it's going to look like a grizzly bear attacked a vacuum. <laughs> did I tell you guys last week on this very podcast what I did when the, the, the Mac machine ate my card? Did I ever tell you this? No. So I went, so this was this was 100 you years ago. You still call it a Mac machine. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how old you are. You, <laughs> I'm sorry. Gotta go Mac slap the Mac. That what stands for Money York? Access Center. That's right. So we call it a Mac machine because that's what it is. The rest of you call it an ATM because you're sad. And Automatic so, teller. So a thousand years ago, I was in California visiting a friend. She was doing something. We were going to catch up later. Like my flight had gotten in one of these deals and I just needed some money. I went to the Mac machine around the corner from, from where she was and the thing ate my card and I'm here for a week and it ate like it ate the card to the point where I can still see it and I can't pull it out. So what do I do? What do I do? I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. I can't get it. I can't get it. So I walk over to the whatever the convenience store is, like a CVS, something like this. I bought some needle nose pliers. I went back to that machine. I fucking jacked it until I pulled my card out of there. <laughs> oh, my God. No money. No money. Like, I'm not even thinking cameras, you know, illegal. No, I'm why like, were there cameras <laughs> at an ATM machine? So, and it took several tries. It took several tries. I finally hossed that fucker out of there. And here's my favorite part of the whole story. You know my cheap ass went back to that CVS and returned the fucking needle nose. Oh, well, my God. I can't them. believe you did that. What are you going to do? Bring those home on a flight from California? Yeah, you did. <laughs> So I had the same thing happen to me. I was down uh, on vacation for a week. And same thing. The first night I go to get money and it ate my card. So I go to the bank the next day and the bank says, oh, we can't give it back to you 
you have to apply for a new card. I go, oh, no, no. I'm down here for a week. I can't get it. you got to give me that card back. This is when you bring out the gun sound. Well, no, that's illegal. That's humans. That's so illegal. then he says, I'll call the police. I said, you're going to need to call the police. Because once you call the police, me and you are oh, going, we're, yeah, because I'm like 25 and I don't, I, I have zero fucks oh, to give. No. We're and going I'm rounds, hung, bitch. We're going right. rounds. And I'm, and I'm hungover. And hell? I was at that, that time of my life where I would punch a p- person in the face if they just looked at me wrong. And he wow. says, he says, I'll call the police. I said, you're going to need the police and an ambulance if I don't get that fucking card out of there because I'm here for a week. I can't get another card and I need money. Your choice. I said, here's my driver's license. Here's my driver's license. Go in there and get that card. And? I got my card back. Well, so well, the Rambo. the of this story. I said, is. this isn't going to end well. <laughs> For you, bitch. Oh, uh, let me tell you something. I would have went, I, maybe I would have went to jail, but gotten, he yeah. would have been, he would have been beat up. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I had no problem with It would have been worth it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, at that point, it can somebody get my ATM machine, my card? Because I'm going to need some bail. I need some <laughs> so bail. If you could, so if you could just get that card back and bail me out, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and I was furious. Yeah, well, no. like I said, I had one of those looks that I've been told, and especially back then, I had a look that where they would say, "Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's insane." He's psychotic. I don't know why you said no, like these two women with whom you are close would never be going to this podcast convention um, that Amy and I are going to. We're going to She Podcast Live in two days, and we are in the process of packing. Amy has dropped like 25 pounds. I have gained like 25 pounds. It's a good swap, ladies. Get on it. And I I don't care because I came to the conclusion that, I mean, my jeans still fit. So that, that works. But who's going to this conference? Well, I would be a lot of uh, women podcasters. Yes. Okay. Which you are now. And the big and thing is, what are you going to get out of this? Welcome. So... Well, do I need to look nice to get it out of it? Or can I go there in jeans and a t-shirt, which is my uniform? <laughs> right. No one's going to care. No one is going to care. Maybe if you're going out to dinner or something and you look like you're homeless, you know, they, they, you, know you might catch an eye or a look or something like that. But what do you care? Well, I, that's one thing I don't understand with you ladies. You do this to yourself. Well, you, if I dress nicely, it's for Amy. I'll tell you that right now. She right. is the person with whom I will be spending 99% of my time, and that 1% is in the shitter. So, and she doesn't need to keep me company there. So my right? thing is that, like, when you go there, what are you actually going to do? Is that what you're asking us? Because yes. I was, I was going to ask you what we should be packing. But if you want to get a little deeper than my packing comment, we are going to learn from fellow podcasters how to be better at what we do how okay. to take that sounded what, so fucking remedial it's true but it was hilarious because it was like taking a long time <laughs> how to do what we do or <laughs> what we want to do just better than we do it because yeah we have like we have a hundred people who listen to us every single week and that's great and we love you it's not great it's horrible should be 500. So thanks for listening, kids. Okay. That was abusive, <laughs> and I don't need to be in an abusive relationship any longer. Give me two weeks' notice so that we could live together for two weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry the truth abuses you. But 100 <laughs> listeners, that we've been here for 100 episodes, is ridiculous. It's horrible. One listener an episode. Each episode, we gained one more listener. 
I'm telling you right now, if this if this was my podcast, I would cancel it. Okay, well, number one, fuck you. And number Glad two, to I you. just told you that we are going to this conference Good. to do what we do better to grow okay. our audience. So okay. as I tell you that we're trying to get better, you take that opportunity to hit me in the face with a shovel. And I do not appreciate that a thousand this percent. This is how women fight. All I said was 100 listeners per episode. If this were me, I'd quit. That Don't tell no, me there's I didn't another say way to that. take I it. I didn't say I'd quit. I said I would cancel it. Rewind. One listener an episode. Each episode, we gained one more listener. I'm telling you right now, if this if this was my podcast, I would cancel it. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Move okay. a move. A. What was he uh, saying last you're time? You're talking move to the editor. I just rewound this and replayed yeah, exactly what I said. <laughs> and what it said was that if this was my show, I would have canceled it. I wouldn't say I quit. So I would cancel it. What's the difference between canceling the show and quitting the show? Quitting would be walking away from you two and letting this go on again. And who could do that? But canceling the show would be like, this show's not working. We should either try to redo it or change it up or do something else. Well, we are doing that. That is our okay. plan. So go we're going to learn how to, you know, do this just a little better and maybe even a lot better. I mean, if that happens, woohoo. So we're going to learn to hear Maybe to make fun of, I don't know, you know, lots of things. Aim. Well, and, and part of it, this conference is a celebration of how far everybody in the industry, meaning all women in the industry, have come particularly. So there are multiple tracks. There, there are slots and there's a huge welcome for women to come to this conference who have never even podcasted before, who mm -hmm. are still dreaming of starting their podcast all the way through professionals who started as media professionals and slid into podcasting because the industry has evolved so greatly that now it's another, you know, communications channel that's a viable business strategy for them. So it's it's the full gamut from a business strategy conference, branding and marketing all the way down to we just want to take something to the people who say we just want to take something that's either started as a passion project or a hobby or a dreamed of having a voice. It's all over the place. So in getting to know some of the women who are heading to this thing, it's really going to be and that comes back to the packing, quite honestly, because we say, who are you packing for and what are you going to be doing there? Part of what you're going to be doing there is communing with all of these other women at various stages of their podcasting experience. And that's really exciting. And it's also really fucking horrible from a clothing standpoint. Cause you have some of them that are in there in the whole power suit and their whole, there you go. I'm, I'm basically at work. And then you have other people who are, it took every ounce of energy that I have to, to climb out, of, out of my, my, whatever room it is in my house that I do this, right? I don't like to talk to people. I don't, I don't like to order pizza cause it's too much contact. So, I mean, we've got the whole range of everybody and the, the vibe of this thing is all voices welcome you know, let's bring it ladies. And we're all here for each other. So from a, yeah. So you could, sh you could roll up in your sweatpants. You could roll up in your, I'm meeting the queen tomorrow. I don't know. How do you pack for that shit? So literally again, I don't want to be mansplaining, but this is why men have business casual and, and suits like, cause we all wear the same thing. So, mm -hmm. so we don't stand out, but women, you have so many different things. You can wear a dress, you can wear a pantsuit, you can wear all, you know, you have all this stuff that you can wear. You're going to accessorize. That's got to meet this. You know, then you got to makeup that goes with it and all. It's just crazy craziness. It is. And what that does is that 
that uses up a lot of your bandwidth, a lot of your thought pattern. On it how does. To, yeah, and it's it unnecessary. Yeah, who the most successful people, they say, like Steve Jobs, wore the same fucking clothes all day, every day, their whole lives. I'm wearing a black turtleneck and black pants. Judith Regan, publisher, she wears the exact same suit in, she has it in 30 colors. They just, so the one thing they're never thinking about is what am I going to wear today? It's just the next one. And off the I, hanger it comes and on the body it yep, goes. Yep, which one's next? And for me, on the everyday, it's t-shirt and jeans, and it's probably the five t-shirts on the top of the pile. And I'm actually working my way down the pile while I'm trying to pack and thinking maybe Amy and I might need like a, a meal outside of the hotel and might want to put on some clothes and walk out. So like maybe I need one nicer outfit. Right. Well, what if I, and I can wear that twice. <laughs> Exactly. Right. I remember going to Los Angeles with my girlfriend. Um, we flew out together from New York, and she had on a pair up to Los Angeles. You know, the really sunny, sunny, super hot Los Angeles. She had on a pair oh of light brown corduroy pants that she wore for six days. Yeah. Straight. Sort of Cabernet color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> straight. The f- funniest thing was a couple years ago, I edited a show, which was the Audacity podcast, was a guy. And then I also edited the She podcast, which was Elsie and Jess, and it's two women. So they both did an episode the same week on how to pack for a conference. It was the funniest thing to listen to because it was so different. Like he says, for clothes, don't pack a bunch of clothes because they have free T-shirts there. Just get a T-shirt there and wear it there. So he was definitely jeans and T-shirts, you know, jeans and T-shirts. That's what he wore. Uh, where women, and then you listen to Elsie and Jess, and Jess is like, I have color coordinated and my makeup and then this and how I pack that. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, to listen to two of them. I mean, you could see where one had so much more thought pro, you know, process, so much thought used up on how to pack. Don't kid yourself, though. Don't start to jump in, but don't kid yourself. There is, and I'm coming from an advertising background, the dudes in advertising and the dudes in many industries, they are paying a whole lot of attention to what they're wearing and they're shopping and they're packing. They just don't talk about it. So there are dudes, there are women who say there's T-shirts there. I'm set. And those are the folks rolling in with their legging pants and, you know, maybe a boho bag stuffed with, I don't know, weed. They're not really focused on. <laughs> Sit me right? next to them. <laughs> You're just so, going to a conference. So I say be comfortable. Be comfortable in what you're wearing and be comfortable in the clothes that you're putting on. Just be comfortable. Don't worry about all this. So you're not going to, you know, the people that you, look, I always say the people that you meet there are podcasters too. And a lot of them, a lot of podcasters are introverts and a lot of podcasters don't, you know, some have style, some don't. So, and I would say that the people that mind won't matter and the people that matter won't mind what you're wearing. Oh, that's Go true. and, and I, be I, you. That's absolutely excellent advice and how uncharacteristic for our show to hear it. But I will also add to it and say that I don't know how much of this is me being new to the realm of podcasting and how much of it is podcasting being relatively new in and of itself. There isn't a uniform yet. The only uniform is your pajamas. And that's not really what you're going to wear when you're meeting with Google to talk about sponsorships. So to, there's there's a professional uniform. There's even the hoodie, the zip up hoodie took a while to break through. You know, podcasting's 14 years old, so even a little, maybe a little older. 14, 15 years I old. would tell you that it became mainstream in the past five years, four maybe. Well, I started in 2012 and there was... You're a pioneer. 
not a pioneer. I, 2012, people were do, people were doing pod, were podcasting in 2005. Didn't you just win the podcasters roundtable? So didn't you just? Well, win that's the a whole different. Microphone? Thing. That doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, the, this is what I love about podcasting. Podcasting has no Uniform. gatekeeper. No, there's no gatekeeper for point of entry. Anybody who wants to podcast can learn to podcast. It's everything is available to all. In other words, mm -hmm. the technology to all the tools, everything. Now, the only thing that would make a difference is money, but there are a lot of podcasting equipment and tools and stuff like that that are free that you could get your, you know, that you could actually do a very good job. But it depends on how much of it is your passion. I know some podcasters that as soon as they start podcasting, the first thing they want to do is figure out how to make money. So they're not really podcasters. What they are are they are people that want to generate a stream of revenue. It's a business. Right. It's a business. And I can tell those people because the first thing they're doing, they're hawking, sign up for my Patreon, buy a T-shirt. I'm like, shut up and give me some content or I'm, or I'm unsubscribing from you because I don't want to – you know what? I'm not here to give you money. Entertain me. Make me want to give you money. Don't just sit here and say, oh, I work hard, so give me money. It's a bunch of crap. You hustle hard. Right. You go and you become uh, someone that the people that listen feel like they're friendly with and all. And then they're going to say, how can I support you in what you're doing right now? How can I, you know, how can I give you money? I'm now excited that I'm going to get a free T-shirt somewhere along the line. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't counted on that. Sure. You go right I up to the Lipset booth and you get a hashtag podcaster. P.S. I also am giving away swag. We are also part of that. Part of that giving away, but it's not a T-shirt. So, better. So, if you're listening, come find me. <laughs> Amy and I have treats for you. Oh my stars! Yeah, I and would stripes, say this go. Girl. So good. Network. Take a look at the the um, presentations that are put out there. Look for how to grow an audience and all that other stuff, and and get in there and, and see a few of them and see if you, anything rubs off or anything strikes you. That is why we're going. Yeah, that is that's why that's why we paid for flights, paid for tickets and have made a significant investment in this uh in this endeavor. Um okay guys, I have a Only name took for you. 100 episodes, but okay. Suck it. Um <laughs> I have a name for you and this is revolves around John's eye-rolling cancel culture. Um, stay with me. Tell me if you know this name. Carson King. Of course I do. He is the guy who was at a college football game. Pre, uh, It was a pregame show in University Iowa. of Iowa. Yep. yep. Uh, and he stood in the background. He says, need beer money. And he put his Venmo thing. I remember. And they started sending him a bunch of money. Now. That was a sweet story. The well, guy could have. The guy could have taken that money because he was getting thousands of dollars. And he said, Mom and Dad, what should I do with it? And they said, you should give it to the kids in the hospital across the thing that we waved to at the whatever. I know. He news. raised a million dollars. Over a million dollars for the hospital. So God. so he goes on there with his sign and money starts rolling in. All he needs. He's 24 he, years old. All he how, needs, how old is he? <laughs> all he needs 24. is. All he needs is twelve ninety nine for his for his case, and it just like John said, it rolls in. So as it's rolling in, Anheuser Busch jumps on. They decide to give three hundred fifty three hundred twenty five thousand dollars more. So so you know, both is, Venmo and Anheuser Busch say we will match whatever it is that you raise. 
Excellent. And he said, holy shit. So he raises a million dollars. So this is a beautiful story about how he raises his money and he gives to this hospital that watches the games and supports and all these kids. A children's hospital is beautiful. So a reporter gets a hold of this and says. From the uh, Iowa City Cornhusk. And the reporter does a little digging on tweets from this Carson King back in his teens, in his earlier teens. He was 16 years old. So he fought this this, uh, Aaron. Asshole. No, come on. Aaron Calvin says, I have done the research on this boy. Yes, you're all thrilled that he gave a million dollars. Shut the fuck up. I gave a million dollars. Like, can you just leave this boy alone? So no, we must dig into his were... past and find out if there's anything that he's ever said that we can cancel because that way we can feel okay, good okay. about okay. ourselves. Okay, let me tell let me tell the story. I'm so, so furious over this Ar- whole story. So Aaron Calvin digs in and he finds some racist tweets in Carson King's early earlier years. So Carson out of context, comes So out Carson of context. comes on TV and he says, "I apologize. I was young and stupid and i am sorry for those tweets not i'm sorry if it offended anyone not an, not a clarifying i'm sorry he says right. I'm, I'm just sorry for those tweets well the twitterverse has decided that they were so excited by what carson king had done they did some research on the reporter <gasps> and they dug up even worse shit on aaron calvin's prior uh, social media and exposed all of that shit that he, Aaron had written and his corn husk paper fired him. See, it gets even worse than that because what happened as the people went after the reporter, the reporter's like, oh, my God, I got to go in there and delete. I got to go through my history and delete my stuff. So there, people are going in and they're screenshotting them. And as they're screenshotting his, he's deleting them. So you can't go back and find it, but they have the screenshots of them. And this is what I'm talking about. This kid was 16 years old and with his friends back in 2008, Twitter wasn't even what Twitter is now. Nobody, it was kids. They used it as almost like a texting thing. And what they were doing was he was, they were quoting something from Tosh.0, the show, Mm, which was, it was just something that he quoted. And they took that out of context. And then Anheuser-Busch, the scumbag corporation that it is because they're like – so then they what they did was they disemboweled themselves from Car- th- this poor guy. And now he's been raped, raked through the coals over this whole thing. And I'm just like, you know, here's a guy that did a really great thing, selfless thing. And because of this – these Twitter warriors, they got to go out there and try to destroy somebody. So Anheuser-Busch also before – before it went down the shitter, they made a year's supply of beer, beer cans with his face on them and sent them to him. So he has a year's supply of Bush Light or Bush, as he called them, latte or something. Or is what everybody else calls it, piss water. Right. So, so, I mean, it turned out something great that this kid did just exploded or imploded or John's cancel culture got this reporter fired. And why was that reporter going after this kid in the first place? Like he just did something great. Shut the fuck up. Like why? And then how about Anheuser-Busch where they take and hawk this product that's killed millions and millions of people and ruined their livers and all this other stuff. And with this product that the, 
Where do you think the the word bud wipers came from and all this? I mean, that's a, what a horrible product that they have. Yeah, you ever drink I, I a I don't bu- know where that word came I've from. Never I've, heard I've, that, I've, that I've never heard that word never heard it before in my life. Bud wipers. Bud wipers. What's this yeah, you drink Budweiser beer and the next day you have the shits all day. It's a oh, horrible product. Bud wipers. Oh. Bud oh, wipers. Bud I wipers. See how it works. Yes. I see. I yeah, get I've it never now. heard right. that before. Okay. And I'm so drink that beer. You know, so they're all high and mighty. And again, it's a, it, corporations, they are only I guess all they want is money. That's all they care about. They don't care about this and that. So if a bunch of people come in and say, well, this guy's have racist tweets, first thing they do is they just push back. They push away from the Mm -hmm. table. And I'm sick of the whole thing. Again, you know how I feel. So we we do know how you feel about most of that, at least. Leave the poor people alone. (laughs) We're trying, John. We are trying. trying. Um, All right. So my my final... My final thoughts of today, tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening, dear listener, tomorrow is I told you that I've married 20 years. The day before you hear this will be my 20th anniversary. And it is also Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the Jewish year. So my my husband and I will be fasting because that's what we do on this one day. Um, But it's also an opportunity to say you're sorry. And to show and express that over the course of this past year, I have missed the mark. I have not accomplished the things I wanted to. I have done wrong by a few people. I have said things that I shouldn't have said. And it's probably because there's a microphone in front of my mouth right now that I said these things. Um, And I want to tell you, dear listener, that if I have wronged you in the last year, or 100 episodes, I will be better. I will do everything I can in my power. What? To be to be better, to try harder. Well, just, how about trying to be funnier? Let's do that. Let's be funnier. Let's not yeah. worry about so, like, this offending everybody. This is a personal everybody. thing, not a podcast thing. This isn't a podcast thing. This is a personal thing. This is a, oh, as a human. Personally. Yeah, as a human, I will be better. I okay. will. As a podcaster, will you be funnier? She doesn't need to be funnier, Jamingo. My favorite part of Yom Kippur is every year when I take the five minutes to send a nice text, or sometimes I'll even call you on the phone myself, and I'll say, hey, babe, got anything to say to me? <laughs> Amy, I'm it's, sorry. It's the day of repentance. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'm, Look at I'm a Catholic. We don't. We got to take it on the chin. It's like being a Cowboys fan. We got to take it on the chin all year long. So if you get one day where you have to stop and say, you know what, maybe I don't understand that. Catholics, you go, you go to confession whenever you want. You unburden yourself whenever you want. Sweetheart, we this is not a good team we're on. Are you a Catholic as well? I used to be until they started. I found out they were diddling all the boys. Well, yeah. How do you recover from this? How do you? We're on team Michael Jackson. It's not good. (laughs) So. Oh it's no! Not good. You know I it's do. I go like this. I like I like I'm at a, a craps table when the dealers leave. I do this. I go like this, and I'm out. I you shake my hands. hands. I show my hands. I'm out. I, I back away. No. But isn't it a lovely tradition? I love that. I feel like that woman in the movie. I love the Jews. I love the gays. I love them. Isn't it a wonderful tradition to at least have the presence of mind to stop and not be like the Catholics where you're staring at your own belly button all the time and saying, here's what I did wrong. Fix me one man. Instead, you look outward and you say, I have an impact. I'm part of a community. I'm part of a world. What can I do? To be just incrementally better next time. And that's I it. love that. I'm not looking to save the world. I'm just looking to 
to just a step better than I was this year. I'm in. I'm Yom Kippurin. I will not fast, but I will help. I wonder how long it takes Melissa to just to apologize to her family. I am not my mother. No. <laughs> oh, stop. He had to throw stop. it in there somewhere. Family? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could visit more, but eh, it's I'm so not talking about. I'm talking about immediate family, like the, 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 the boy, the girl. Oh, them? Uh, <laughs> so what's what's interesting is is saying your what's interesting is how long does it take me to like look up and see what somebody is wearing and be like oh really you that's what you put together for the one day a year and i'm like oh my god i already have something for which to apologize for next year so reset starts now exactly right. no starting now now starting now so reset so i mean I, I i know but that's that's what i'm going to try to be to be better at and clearly john thinks i need to be funnier so i will work on that as well no, I no. just think that if you're trying never to offend anyone, how are you funny? How does that work? Or you pick somebody that everybody hates and you pile on them. You dogpile them. Do you mean like the neighbor whose dog shits in your yard, that person? Cause, well, cause... yes, but I mean – so in other words – I got your words. You don't need other words. <laughs> how do I say it? Okay, so for – so for now, the, the culture says, you know, you have to punch up. So it's okay to punch up now. That's there. That's the, the group that you're allowed to make fun of. And everybody. Like what, Jennifer Aniston? Because she's gorgeous and has tons of money. You can make fun of her for something? Well, I was thinking more of um, boomers, the baby or, boomers and, you know, that group of people. Me. Me. I'm allowed yeah. to be made fun of because I'm white, old, and a man. I'm a, a male, an old white male. So everybody's allowed to take shots at me now. I am open season, which is All fine. Right. Uh, that may be that may be true, but I got to say, take I, your shots. You, I don't care. You can't. No, break it's me not or about that. Me. That's all fine and good. Right. That's I don't. I, you've got a very particular view of comedy, which is a lot narrower than my sort of broader view of comedy. I don't know that anybody cares about my view of comedy, but my point is, it's not always about punching. Literally, it's just there's observational humor. There's things that are funny that we can all share that's relatable. It doesn't always have to be about putting any item, person, thing, dog, pile of duke down. Like, right? Je- like so Jerry that's, Seinfeld that's, started that way, right? He said, like, what's with the tiny bottles of shampoo? Like he he's not bottles of shampoo aren't getting upset. Like he's it was observational humor that this world is a very strange place. How come we always... Okay, so there's there's different types of humor. And here's, like I said, you know, because I'm an old guy here. And I remember going back to the comedy clubs before there were phones and ways to record and all this other stuff. And people would go to these comedy clubs to listen to people do dark humor and, you know, and, and make jokes that would make you almost go, oh, when you heard it and it make you laugh and everything like that. And it wasn't meant as something that was degrading or anything like that. It's just making fun of a stereotype or something like that. And everybody laughed along too. That's what we'll try to avoid, the stereotypes. Now, nobody around here, that's all all taboo because of, again, I'll go back to the Bill Burr special. You know, this whole cancel culture thing. I think white women started it. And I blame you all. Ladies and gentlemen. We'll be glad not to see you at the conference. Dear listeners, please (laughs) come out and find us um, on all social medias at Listen Brilliant. That is Facebook and Instagram. 
And please, if you'd like to yell at John for his opinions, uh, because he's just told you he can take it. I can um, take bulletproof. it. Or, he is bulletproof. Or if you would like some bad advice, we have bad advice for you, or you would just like to share your thoughts, please send us an email to brilliantobservations at gmail.com, and we would be thrilled to hear from you. We are going to better ourselves this weekend. Yes. So think about us uh, getting together or hiding in our room and drinking little bottles of alcohol. And, and we won't make fun of those little shampoo bottles because they're they're going to be drunk as well. That's just we're punching be, down. We don't want to do gonna that. We're going to drink those bottles oh, as well. Punching down. Right. So please get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. And we will do our best to learn more to make your listening experience even better. <laughs> Any farewells, Lady I never. Jen? I don't say anything. I usually, I usually get my one points in and let you guys do the ending. That let us oh. do the let oh, us do the mop up. Yeah, you, you mop up afterwards. <laughs> I'll mop up afterwards. Alvita Shen. We will see you on the flip side. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye.